Hello, and welcome to EPA Region 2's podcast, where we talk about environmental issues in New York, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and the eight Indian nations within the boundaries of New York State. I'm Shireen Kendall, and I work in our Public Affairs Division. Today, I'm joined by Ken Jock of St. Regis Mohawk Tribe. Welcome, Ken, and thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thank you. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, yes, uh, I'm the Environment Division Director for the St. Regis Mohawk Tribe. Uh, I've been the director for uh, since about 1990. Great. Um, and uh, basically, um, we do a lot of the same similar things that, that, that uh, EPA does. Uh, we consider ourselves to be the, the tribal EPA here, uh, and we, we cover a lot of different areas. Oh, that's fantastic. So why is it important for federal agencies to collaborate and be in partnership with uh, Indian nations? I think we have uh, a shared responsibility and and a shared, uh, um, I guess, value or or, uh, um, mission as far as um, taking care of the environment. Uh, The the tribes, you know, uh, the the Mohawk tribe holds their... um, the environment and, and the land and the river and the waters here are very sacred and very important to this community. And um, I believe that, you know, the people at EPA uh, and the programs uh, there have that same kind of value and and, uh, and, and that it's important that, that they we work together. And that the other thing is that it, it doesn't hurt that we get funding and we get support from EPA to implement a lot of programs that that um, that we have here within the tribe. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the most important aspect or a piece of advice um, that federal agencies should consider when working with Indian nations? The thing that federal agencies, and, and especially EPA, need to consider or need to understand is that uh, the Indian nations have been here a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that um, we were here before there was a United States of America, uh, before there was a federal government that the knowledge, the traditional ecological knowledge, the knowledge of our land has been passed on um, from generation to generation. And so that value of how important this land is to support our life has, has continued. And, and so I think federal agencies need to understand that. They need to listen to that knowledge and that concern and the value that we put on the, on the land here and on the, the, the protection of, of this because we're, uh, as most Iroquois or Haudenosaunee people mm-hmm. um, believe that um, the decisions that we make here have an impact on the next seven generations. Mm-hmm. So we, when we make those decisions, we have to think about what's going to happen to our, our future generations. I guess that's where federal agencies maybe kind of think sometimes that, well, because we're the federal agency, we create the laws, mm-hmm. we tell you what to do. Really, what you need to do is they need to listen to how we can work together. Sure. No, that's absolutely so critical, and I'm so glad that you mentioned traditional ecological knowledge. Sure. Uh, can you tell us a personal story about how an EPA program or the partnership in general has had an impact on your life? I think the partnership in general has has had an impact uh, on my life. I mean, I've, I've been working for the tribe, for the environment division, for uh, uh, over 30 years. 
I think the thing that's had an impact is the relationships that I've, I've developed with, with EPA staff over the years and also the, the relationships and the, uh, the personnel, the staff that have been developed here through the support of EPA programs, EPA funding has helped us to develop um, a staff that varies from 30 to 50 staff. Uh, and these are <clears throat> primarily Mohawks that have gone away to school and have come back to serve their community. And so I think that's been one of the most rewarding things is that see the staff grow and see, see the capabilities of the programs grow and to to recognize and, and to acknowledge and, and thank uh, the support that we get from, from EPA uh, staff. I mean, uh, I've known a lot of these, uh, uh, the EPA personnel for 30 years. Yeah. And, and so we have a good relationship. So I think that really has had an impact on, on me personally and, and uh, being appreciative and uh, thankful for that relationship and that we continue to build and to grow together. And of course, we're appreciative. You know, with your extensive knowledge and experience, I'd like to offer, you know, if you'd like to give us one final piece of advice or anything that you want to leave us with before we close. I, I think that it, just again, it's that it's that it's I think that it's a partnership yeah. uh, that, that we have this feeling and we have this responsibility to protect our land but also that we're willing to work with EPA to try to do it in the best way possible for for both of our respective interests. And, uh, and that I think it's a partnership that's been very, very fruitful, very, very rewarding and productive, and, and that I think uh, we need to just continue to, to carry on that, that relationship. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ken. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. For more information on our topic today, you can visit our website at www.epa.gov backslash region 2 or www.epa.gov backslash tribal. Again, my name is Shireen Candle, and thanks for listening today. Stay tuned for our next episode. If there's a particular environmental topic you want to hear about, tweet us at EPA Region 2, hashtag podcast.